This week's Sherlock's Highlights podcast is sponsored by H&M. They're an SL favourite high street brand year round, but right now we're particularly loving their party season offering, which includes an amazing selection of glitzy bodies, elegant dresses and chic accessories that cater to every occasion this festive season with prices from just $9.99. So whether it's your work Christmas do or casual drinks with your friends, H&M's got you covered and we're thrilled to be working in partnership with them. Welcome to the Sherlock Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Lou Huff, Heather Steele, and Georgina Baskey. Hi, everyone. Hi. 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 I'm not feeling that perky, but I am back. Welcome Thank back. So <laughs> Thanks. We didn't record a podcast last week, did we? So I've been actually back for a week, which feels like a lifetime, as always. Anyway, so it's a nice time of year to come back. We were actually talking about this because I think if you go away in January, February, it's lovely to escape the droves of winter, but you come back and it's equally as depressing. Whereas you come back now and everyone's in Christmas mode. 100%. Like, I remember we did that a few years ago. We went away for two weeks in Jan and got back and there was, it, it hadn't even snowed yet. We still had like a month of and horrible snow, nice. which makes it so depressing. Okay. you're like well what was the point yeah. of that whereas this is like a lovely break and then you get all the festive fun so, so nice so how was the honeymoon oh it was amazing thanks it was amazing for two reasons first of all it was a great holiday and I'll come on to that but second of all I hadn't really been thinking of it as a honeymoon I, and I've said to you so many times you know people kept being like honeymoon honeymoon but I was like well the wedding was months ago <laughs> I was like well it's a lovely holiday mm. how was it a honeymoon but actually A I think because it was quite a kind of honeymoony in inverted commas trip and B because everybody there was always like oh you're on a honeymoon oh, yeah. honeymoon congratulations then it, it actually really felt really special and I can't recommend enough taking a break between your wedding and your honeymoon. No, I know you're going straight into it and, and pe- everyone who does that loves it and I guess you probably just love the way you do it. But for us, it was the wedding was such a whirlwind and you just can't digest it in that time. So it was so fun to kind of step away from it all and appreciate not just the wedding but like the marriage bit does yeah, that make sense it was yeah. like oh my god we're married and we're like a family now and we're this team and I feel like after the wedding you don't get that so much it's more just like ah the wedding you yeah. know and also it's like a bit of recovery like oh my god totally. the wedding was so fun but I'm so exhausted and exactly. now I'm just gonna flop out exactly whereas this it's like I guess you have the energy to get up and do all the activities and the yeah. things that you were doing I guess it depends what kind of honeymoon you want to do there's no way we could have done an active trip like this straight yeah. after the wedding mm. but yeah if you're just going to go and flop on a beach then why not I suppose anyway so yeah we went to Botswana Zimbabwe and Mozambique Botswana was safari Zimbabwe we didn't actually stay at Victoria Falls but it was like falls related activities and then Mozambique was like complete chill so we were on an island that was kind of between Madagascar and Mozambique and there were like no cars no roads no police station no hospital like literally it's like 11 kilometers long and five kilometers across and yeah really authentic so yeah that was really special and can I ask did you feel the pressure to have the best holiday and the most romantic holiday and the most like memorable holiday no and I think that's why it ended up being like that because I had this feeling of like oh honeymoon money move I knew I was like supposed to be really like but I'm always a bit apprehensive before a big trip somewhere I haven't been before as well so I was more kind of slightly nervous than I was excited and yeah I wasn't thinking of it as I was like, well, what does the honeymoon even mean? Anyway, yeah. you know, we haven't yeah, just got married. Yeah, you were excited about your trip to Israel. I was, yeah, which was also very <laughs> fun. So yeah, it ended up being all of that, but not because that was a surprise to both of us. Okay, mm. so what tips would you give for those, me, planning <laughs> a honeymoon? Well, that's an interesting question because it actually leads on really nicely to something that I wanted to put to all of you, which was about how you best 
take a break basically so we've kind of evolved over the years from like diehard beach people to people who like to be a bit more active and do things on holiday and I was so surprised so we were away for two full weeks the first week was the kind of busy active part and the second week was complete chill like literally nothing and I was so surprised at how much more disconnected from reality I felt in the busy section than in the second okay. section. I mean, you would have noticed, we were, we, yeah, I was a bit more chatty in the second <laughs> week. I think because for us, by the time we were just kind of chilling on the beach, we're like, you're not doing anything. So I was like, oh, I'll refresh Instagram. Oh, I'll just check my work email. Mm-hmm. And I was very much did all of that during the chilled week. Whereas in the first week, I was so busy and distracted yeah. and it felt like such another world that we just didn't connect at all. So my tip is to follow whatever you know will make you switch off from reality the most. Okay. So, but I do want to put that question to you. I was really surprised. I always think, you know, go to a remote island, sit on a gorgeous beach, and that's where you'll be the most disconnected. But I was really surprised not to feel like that. Mm. Under what circumstances do you feel the most relaxed? So following on from that, actually, is when I'm on a ski holiday. Yes. If you want to calm your mind down and disconnect, you almost have to replace it with something else. So lying on the beach isn't really keeping your mind busy. So I find all I'm thinking about is which run shall I do? How am I going to get down the mountain? Or even if you're off piste, you've got to just be in the moment and only think about the weather or how you're going to get to the lift before it starts or whatever it is. And I think to me, that's like the biggest switch off if I'm on a holiday is when I'm able to just be in that moment. Yeah. And also you can't really, I mean, you're not going to start checking Instagram and emails when you're on the slope. That's so true. Because yeah. you just can't. You've got big thick gloves on and, exactly. you know, the no weather's signal. coming in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's such a good point. Heather, what about you? Yeah, when I go away, it's because I go somewhere because I want to go and visit it and see it. So I haven't ever really done any sort of pure beach holidays, yeah. which I would really love to do one time, but I haven't done yet. So yeah, I'm usually out and about and yeah, doing active things, which again, just similar yeah, to you, just phones in the back pocket as a watch more than anything else which was so liberating yeah I think like getting rid of phones Mm -hmm. emails laptops anything like that is like an immediate switch off I think that helps for me I've got to be near water I don't know whether that's the sea or a lake just like hearing Mm. I don't know and even just watching water just really relaxes me and sends me into like a bit of a zen and so if you're like chilling in like whatever whether it's near a lake or do you find that you're like my brain gets a bit bored I've really noticed I find it hard to read in the sun so I'm either sitting in the shade reading or I'm like looking for the next thing to do and I don't know if that's because that's my personality or just because I'm kind of conditioned to always be looking for the next thing to do yeah I mean don't get me wrong I'm not like sat in front of a lake for hours or later just watching (laughs) water meditating waterfall I wish you were I think that's an amazing life skill Sometimes I can just get a little bit lost in my own thoughts and not sort of going through like a to-do list, but I don't know, just random things. Yeah. I think my mind kind of goes elsewhere, whereas when I'm at my desk or I've got my everyday, like my brain is thinking very methodically and going through all the things mm. that are on my mind. Whereas I'm just a little bit more free, I guess. And you find that relaxing. That yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They say daydreaming is a really good way yeah. to kind of exercise your brain in a different way and tap mm. into the kind yeah. of creativity unlock the creativity inside by not working through those completely like I know people say when you have a really good night's sleep you don't dream or you don't remember your dreams Mm. and and you're completely out of it but I love it when I've like had a really adventurous night in my dreams (laughs) if you want to also just kind of disconnect with technology or your to-do list I think going for a walk whether you've got a dog or not and putting your phone in your pocket or even leaving it at home and just saying I am not gonna look I'm just gonna be out here in nature I think because we can't all jet off on holiday sadly every time we feel we need a mental rest I think that's a really good way just give yourself like half an hour to reset 
Yes, I agree yeah, with that. Okay. And thank you, Georgina, because that leads us very nicely <laughs> onto our first topic today. We're going to talk about exercise. We wrote a feature on the site asking, are you getting your 22-7? I thought this was a typo when I first wrote <laughs> uh, the title, but it wasn't. RDA, recommended daily allowance of exercise, is just 22 minutes, which sounds doable, or does it? A recent report shows we're just not getting enough, so the solution is to walk more. So, Georgina, you got a dog? Got a dog, got a little um, cocker spaniel who's quite lively. Oh, Why do you never bring him into the office? Yeah, I was well, saying, because she would happily chew through quite a lot of wiring. Okay, oh, that's uh, which I don't think yeah. would go down that well. How old is she? Five. Oh, cute. So, Very cute. presumably that gets you out walking quite a lot. Yeah, walking, dogs and walking the school run. You walk the school run, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, really, really nice. nice. Yeah. So, um, I feel like I'm definitely covering my 22 minutes. You think you do about 22 minutes a day? Well, At least, yeah. yeah. Do you notice it if you have a day where you're not doing the school run and that kind of thing and being yeah active. definitely definitely and I think also it's just when you do walk you actually have a little bit of unpredictability in your day a bit of spontaneity I always randomly bump into someone or especially with a dog by your side you just end up talking to random people yeah, yeah. which is quite amusing yes. at times so yeah I think I would definitely recommend getting a dog borrowing yes. a dog oh. any of the above Lou, what about you? Do you get your 22 minutes a day? Yeah, I and mean, when we actually discussed the other day that I am an incredibly fast walker. I'm not joking. Like, I think I walk quickly. I do. I, like, I can't abide slow walkers. I literally have to jog to keep up with Lou. It's so unreal how fast. I've never met anyone. She's like the Usain Bolt of walking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just think, obviously not if I was like on a country walk and I, you know, you're strolling. But in London, I'm always trying to get somewhere mm. and I would always rather get there quicker. So the days when I'm not doing exercise, I just find that walking it's just a really good way of kind of building up my daily intake okay. so I would just rather walk quicker and actually I did a class on Sunday morning and it's normally about a 20 minute walk from the station or like a five minute bus ride and I would normally always get the bus and the bus wasn't there and I was like you know what, I'm just gonna walk and I really enjoyed it and I actually did you know that scene in Friends when Phoebe does her very funky run yeah. <laughs> and I decided I'd just give it a little bit of a go with walking so I just walked like an army marshal like with my arms swinging proper power walk. yeah yeah, just that, so, so it almost felt like a little bit mm. more of like actual exercise mm. it was really fun <laughs> and did you feel kind of heart pumping yeah I did have I mean, you watched people doing that power walk because they do like a special oh, yes. kind of hip yeah. wiggle it's so and it's quite funny to watch yeah. 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 Well, in, I like the people who hold weights while they do it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a water bottle in one so I was like trying, yeah, trying to move great. it but in the piece it does actually say it's not about how fast you walk mm-hmm. and the speed it's about how well you walk so now I'm questioning my technique no no I genuinely believe there's no way you're not burning <laughs> calories at yeah. that speed <laughs> oh my god the escalator as well getting on the tube with little yeah see you up there yeah I just don't understand why you wouldn't walk an escalator I always walk the escalator and we came back from there's a very long escalator at Clapham South and yesterday I was on it with my daughter and goddaughter having been to Glossier pop up so yeah. we're all in high spirits <laughs> and as we were walking up the escalator I was like come on girls we're walking and it's yeah. really really long clap themselves yeah. and I was like and clench and, yeah. 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 and I had them behind me clenching their boots yeah. and you do you get to the yeah. top yeah, of like an 80 step escalator total burn yeah so it's like brilliant. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you? Why no. wouldn't you take that exactly. opportunity? Well, I never walk up escalators, and often I'll be with Lou. And I'll have done like a gym class that morning, and she's marching ahead. I'm, like, oh. I'm full of energy and ready to burn. <laughs> uh, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, my exercise is safe for the gym, and I don't need to arrive at the top of Oxford Circus sweating. Yeah. That's that's a point. yeah. So this is controversial. I don't really like walking very much. Like I'm quite lazy, so I don't really like going for a walk. But I always say to you, like if I ever drive into the office, I really notice by the end of the day that I haven't moved mm. at all. Mm. So you like get in your car and you sit and it's, you know, the whole day I've yeah. been sitting and I get home and I feel really kind of like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a big 
lump. So I think just that commute, probably, I feel like I walk 20 minutes easily with my commute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mine's 25 minutes each yes. way. And I do, I'm, I'm intrigued to walk with you, Lou, because oh, everyone always accuses me of being a fast walker. But now I think that I'm not going to be very fast let's at all. Let's do a little yeah. lunchtime walk. Yeah, we'll let's, grab a coffee. Let's do it. But you have to be going somewhere specific. Yeah. Because that's yeah. when you're in your beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. in the piece. It says walking meetings, which I've never really fully got on board with. Cause... Oh, don't you remember the West Wing? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Come on, I need corridor. to speak to you. Yeah, walk with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's my favourite. I think you need a bigger office for yeah. that. Like the White House. Like the White House, yeah. And some corridors in bunkers. Yeah. The only thing is talking is difficult when you're going at such pace. Like only you walk that far. We've established that as my form of exercise. Yeah. Now. and I do quite like it when I overtake people and I think oh, yeah. I was going to ask say. you this so if you're in like Oxford Street it's yeah. really busy do you kind of look ahead and are you like mm. planning Oxford Street through? quite hard because there's too many people it's more like walking home like I've got a good hill and I'll spy someone like 50 metres ahead and I'm like I'm going to catch you up oh, we're oh really similar I do yeah. that as well well god I prefer walking to running I have yeah. to say if it's one or the other I hate running that's, that's a conversation for another day <laughs> well um, as you said Georgina take your meetings outside was one of the tips in this feature for walking more I quite like going for a walk with a friend as well that's another point to make it sociable yeah. and as long as there's a coffee at the end I quite like a walk in a natter yeah, it's also really good to go for a walk with maybe one of your kids if they've got something on their mind and they're finding it hard to talk about. Because you're walking side by side, you're not sitting them down going, let's have a big chat. Mm, yeah. You don't have to make eye contact and you can just have a stroll and and just see where the conversation goes and that can be quite useful. That's what people say about being in cars with your kids as well, don't they? That, again, you don't have to do the eye contact. Yeah. So that's when yeah. the stuff comes out. A bit more relaxed, yeah, especially with boys apparently. Oh, Interesting. Really? So yeah. it's changing scenery as well. So you can, if the conversation starts getting a bit awkward, you can kind of switch and they're now yeah. talking about things you yeah. see on the way. Yeah, and then no one feels like they're being grilled, yes. do they? More so, relaxed. Yeah. Okay, good tip. Thanks, Regina. For more tips on how to get your 22-7, then have a look at the piece on the site. We're going to talk about curry now. We did a roundup, Georgina, is this you? Yeah, this was me. Your favourite supermarket curry kit, which I'm a really big fan of a curry kit. I think, you know, nice though it would be to all be making fresh curries at home. We don't have the time. So I want to know, what are the ones that you turn to? Well, I always make the Spice Taylor Tuck Dal kit. And it's just so nice because what I love about these kits is when you heat the oil and you tip in your kind of spice blend or whatever it is, your whole home fills with that really lovely smell, which I think is so nice on a cold winter's night just to have that kind of cooking smell. And it's not like you get when you have a takeaway arriving. It's just so much more authentic. And it's nice to feel like you've done a bit of something creative yes I agree I like the spice tailor as well because they do there's like some little spices yes. and there's like a chili and you have to kind of fry those before you put in the sauce so it makes you feel a bit like you've done a bit more cooking at least than just throwing a packet into the pan doesn't it yeah and also sometimes I actually buy going alongside these kits or if I do buy a jar of the curry paste and just add things is some of the accompaniments so like a sagaloo that you can just put in the microwave yes. or something so you can kind of beef up whatever you've bought with yes. some ready-made bits I agree. Heather, what do you do when, when you fancy an Indian? Well, we're very lucky. We've got an Indian family who have the corner shop next to us and his wife makes the best curries and puts them in these sort of you know, like freezer bags that you can go and buy and they're oh. excellent. But if I feel like making one myself, yeah, these meal kits, I'm into them. I think a few years ago, 
they were a bit rubbish, weren't mm. they? And all the sort of paste tended to kind of taste the same. They were quite sweet and like even the hottest ones weren't spicy at all. Yeah. And I think they also used to be really unhealthy. Like a yeah. packet like this would be full yeah. of, of oh, sugar and all stuff. sorts. Yeah. yeah, so I'm into the fact that there are all these new companies. You've put in your feature a Nazi Goreng one, which I think I've used that one before and that one's excellent. It's even got like the sort of egg strips in it, which is really handy. But yeah, in general, I quite like yeah using these packets, but then I do... I know in here we've got the accompaniments, but I do quite like making my own writer. Oh my so. God, I thought you were about to say I like making my own mango chutney. Oh, no, no, like, no, no, none of that. Mango. No, just the writer. I quite like What is yeah. writer? So that's um, the yogurt, mint oh, and yes. cucumber, but I do quite like making that myself. I've never known the official name for it, but yes. <laughs> right. yes I'm yeah, like tzatziki, too. but yeah. not. <laughs> Lou, are you into curries? Controversially not. Mm. I don't know. I've never been a person that would crave a curry or I'd have a curry when I was out for dinner. I don't know, it's just something about them that doesn't tick my box. Oh, so, such good veggie stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. they, they are, and I'm really desperate to go to Dishoom because everyone says that yeah. is amazing. Love, and they do amazing, like, coconut and yeah. cauliflower mm. stuff, like, really tasty. Yeah, I don't know, maybe I just have never had a really good curry. Our local, I've got to give a shout-out, actually, to the Tiffin Tin, which there are a couple of them. Oh, yeah, I've heard of oh, them. Oh, my God, they're so good. And, they're, again, it's, it's not, like, a gross takeaway. They're, yeah. like, really nice, um, really good quality and really fresh. But we had a takeaway from there a few weeks ago, and we kind of didn't even notice until we were eating it that everything was veggie that we had mm. like, and we've gone for and I feel like curry in particular is yeah, a really definitely. good yeah. vehicle for vegetarian food yeah. like yeah. you don't need the meat do you no, no. well I flavors. do a lamb it's a Jamie Oliver recipe from his five ingredients I know book. the exact the lamb, one and yeah. so Rogan Josh and I made that on Saturday night and then added in the spice Taylor Tucker and other things but I was kind of eating it thinking, God, I could almost just pick out the aubergine and leave the lamb. It's yeah, such yeah. a good... It's a great recipe. such a good recipe, yeah. And I think you can chuck in pretty much anything into a curry. It's a good book. I always forget as well that book. Honestly, I must go back to it. I've never cooked as many recipes from a single book as I have that one. I've yeah. cooked yeah. about, I say 25%, but there are well over 100 recipes in there. It's just wow. amazing. And what's brilliant about it, I think also, because it is five ingredients, you kind of think, oh, well, I might as well try that. And if I don't yeah, like yeah. it, I haven't bought, you know, yeah. so. So much stuff. I've yeah. only bought five ingredients. Yeah. And you don't need like a whole day to practice it as no. well. You can try it on a Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, they're all really quick. It is yeah. a great book. Yeah. yeah. So if you get an Indian, what is your curry of choice? Heather, I feel like you would like something spicy. Oh, yeah. And I always need to mm. have some really good dal. It depends where I go because, yeah, I suppose back in the day I used to love, you know, like Jalfrezi and Balti. But now they're, you know, you can go to restaurants and they're all from like different parts of India mm. or Pakistan or other places. So yeah, it's a bit different to a British Indian. Exactly. That's it? what yeah. I mean. Yeah, I just tend to go for something that's got three chilies next to it that I haven't tried before these days. <laughs> Experimental. Oh, yeah. I avoid the three chilies. Yeah, I'm like, two chilies is definitely my safety <laughs> zone. Georgina, what do you go for? I actually like the tandoori dishes. So the, yes. the sort of drier chicken mm. in the tandoori oven. So I always get that. And then I kind of get my sauces through other things like the chutney, the writer, and my lentil dal. Yes. Mm. Which oh, is always lovely. Alright, well, if you are into cooking Indian at home, then have a look at the piece on the site. Speaking of food, we've got a new feature on the site which I love called Food Maths, where we take a hero ingredient and show all the different combinations of things you can put with it to make a meal. So this week's was slow-cooked beef brisket. I mean, yum. So <laughs> our food contributor, Chloe, has put together a variety of recipes. So they include chili con carne, Vietnamese brisket with chilli and lemongrass, yum. And a bourguignon puff pastry pie. Oh, which has got marmite in it. Oh, you yes. can add marmite to everything. Yeah. Marmite. Everything is, beefy. That is a banging <laughs> ingredients list. That is yes. like gravy, 
pastry, lardons, <laughs> carrots, <laughs> carrots, mm. marmite, yes, wonky veg. Mm-mm. Anyway, so wanna, Georgina, I feel like beef brisket. That is like I don't know why I can just imagine you cooking beef brisket. <laughs> I've Do never you? made beef brisket <laughs> in my life. My husband, when I first met him, I hate slow cooked food. I never want slow cooked casseroles. Not into any oh, of that. I was oh, like, well, you know what? It's just so easy to yeah. do in one pot. Leave it there. Yeah. So I have slowly converted him over, which means I will definitely be trying lots of these. I think they all actually sound really good. Mm. And I think I've got a house full of carnivores, so this will go down very mm. well. So if you are doing a slow cook recipe, what yeah. meat would you choose? I prefer lamb, actually. Mm. I find beef can get a bit tough. Yeah. So I prefer lamb. Mm. Yeah. Heather? I have actually made one of the recipes um, using closing. So, yeah, the Vietnamese brisket with chilli and lemongrass. Was it delicious? Yeah, it was lovely. Mm. So, yeah, this Morrison slow-cooked beef brisket, which is one of those, essentially just those pre-cooked things. You just have to heat it up for 25 minutes rather than slow-cooking it for five hours. Yes, you're right. The invention of them is amazing. Massively into them. Yes. And, yeah, you just add, yeah, garlic cloves, fish sauce, soy sauce, and an OXO stock pot of beef gravy. You know, do it all together because, obviously, the beef brisket itself already comes with a nice sauce and they are served with some tilde lime and coriander basmati rice it's a a quick and tasty dinner honestly i'm into this feature it sounds so good Mm. are you into slow roast yeah i love making roast but my boyfriend doesn't really like them he sees it as a sort of like old school sort of Mm. family thing so I don't eat as many as I used to unfortunately no, I find it very sad yeah. well, you can't make a roast for one either when he's not around no I've tried doing that like once or twice with like too much faff yeah fat. it's a lot of work for it's, it's a bit sad <laughs> I feel a bit sad the idea of kind of three roast potatoes yeah, resting yeah. alone well, so Ben like his body is a temple and so often on a Sunday <laughs> night he will be like back into like work mode so right. he'll have like grilled tuna and greens but for me Sunday night is like Oh, you've got to like yeah. wrap yourself up. Yeah, yeah be more yeah. indulgent. So that did happen a few weeks ago. I got ribs, or so I can't remember mm. what it was. Anyway, and I did try and do it for one, but I had like a little glass of champagne alone, and my little, <laughs> little rose. It was just like, okay, it wasn't that fun. I don't recommend. Also, it. yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have done three roast potatoes either. I'd be like, oh, I'll just do loads and like eat, eat them later on, and, and I'd just yeah. eat a lot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bother with the potatoes. That's a whole other faff, isn't it? Lou, do you have a slow cook thing? People are very into jackfruit these no. days. It's quite gross, isn't it? No, I try. What is jackfruit? I like it. Do you? Mm. It's a species of tree in the fig, mulberry, and breadfruit family. Mm. It looks like this, which for mm. those listening kind of looks like a giant mango. Man, mango, yeah. yeah. So I went to a restaurant, this new Sri Lankan restaurant called Colomba, the other day, and they did these sort of jackfruit, almost like samosas, but not. But yeah, if someone had told me that I was yeah. eating, yeah. it was chicken or pork, I'd have absolutely. Yeah, that was my first like... jackfruit experience. Okay, and, and you was... have it again? Yeah, I really liked it. But okay. again, if someone had told me it was meat, I'd have been yeah. like, yeah, of course it is. Is, it was, oh, I, I always shocked. found it too similar that it freaked me out a little that, I understand. Oh, that's what I was yeah. just going to yeah. ask you whether actually the texture of something yeah. like that mm. would be and for me personally oh. like that's I'm not looking for meat substitutes mm. in yeah. my diet so I completely understand for those that maybe are, are wanting to be a little bit more healthier mm-hmm. and aware of how much meat they're eating but still love the flavour yeah. and the texture mm-hmm. then it works it's the same there's those sort of bleeding heart burgers mm-hmm. yes. which are made out of beetroot yeah. which again freak me out yeah because yeah. Yeah, so, if you don't eat meat because you don't really like meat, yeah. then why would you want to exactly. eat exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly? But I get it serves a purpose for yeah. some others. Yeah, base. and it's yeah. good to have obviously a variety, but yeah, a bit weird for me. I think it's nice if you are vegan and you're just like, I know you always say that you used to just be like risotto if yeah. you're vegan, so it's not, it's another yeah. option, isn't it, of things to cook with? Yeah, but, definitely. And I think you can actually buy jackfruit in a tin. You can, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, I had maybe it was a bad experience, but I got a jackfruit wrap from Venugo 
sorry, Benugo, and it was absolutely revolting. Like, really? Edible. Yeah, it tasted I, like fruit. I feel like <laughs> there are certain people, maybe not people who are trying to add it into their repertoire, mm. perhaps like them, but there's someone uh, or a street food place called uh, Biff's Jack Shack, and they make yes. sort of fried chicken out of the jackfruit, and the detail is amazing. They even make chicken bones out of sort of sugar, <laughs> like wow. to kind of give the crunch of like a chicken wing or a leg. So That's cool. they put a lot of effort in, yeah. but again, I think... That's probably more for people who have turned vegan or veggie yeah. miss the treats like yeah, fried definitely. chicken rather than yeah somebody who doesn't miss meat yeah. at all. That would I agree be a bit a bit strange. Yeah. Not for you. No. Um, okay. Well, for all of the recipes, then have a look at the food maths feature on the site. And as I said, this is a really lovely feature. So is it always once a week? Once a week mm-hmm. And is it always with something like that? that so the beef it, brisket, as Heather mentioned, is I don't want to say ready made, but you know you don't have to start from scratch. So is it always with something like yeah, that? Yeah, like a hero ingredient. Mm-hmm. And it's usually each feature focuses on one supermarket. So that if you wanted to, you could buy it all at once online. So this one was Morrison's, but we've also done this week. It's going to be. Tesco soup mix, so like the pre-cooked and chopped sort of leeks, carrots and potatoes, and yeah, three recipes you can use That's making those ingredients. Mm, mm. God, Sherlock's mm. nailing it. <laughs> Love that. Um, okay, we'll check out Food Maths ASAP. It's the Sherlock's Christmas party next week. It's come around quickly, oh hasn't it? God, I actually can't believe that it's December on Sunday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What? Advent calendars are go-go on Sunday. Guys, my, my tree's up. No. no. Yeah. Basically, I'm Jewish and there are no rules. Like, I can just do whatever I like. So, <laughs> and also all the snobbery around like fake tree faux tree. I'm like, well, I don't care about that. So yeah. Not... Is it a fake tree? It's fake. It's gorgeous. So it's, it's John last. Lewis. It's cool. It's, it's no, beautiful. I'll show you a picture. Really I say <laughs> I've done my no, Sorry, proud. sorry. I haven't decorated it. Do you plan on putting things on it? I don't know. Oh, the thing I is, I love like a horribly novelty sort of OTT non matching bauble fest. So, well, if you check out the site, on Friday there <laughs> will be a Christmas tree styling feature so don't put your tree up yet okay. just wait <laughs> for the tips we will happen. we will save the chat then for next week's podcast I know Lou also has lots of opinions on this <laughs> so um, we will save that but anyway so it's the Sherlock's Christmas party next week and we were at a feature on 15 cool office Christmas party ideas so if you haven't planned yours already this might give us some inspo for our fashion night out then we've got a list of all fun things you can do and they're also, I like that they're also a little bit unobvious because yeah a lot of people end up I mean the kind of cringe corporate Christmas party mm. so if it looks like you're heading that way then perhaps suggest these to your boss so they included things like watch a film at the Barclays Winter Cinema which sounds unreal by the it way it looks, looks really good as well like they've actually themed it incredibly I'm just going to read the description the Barclays rooftop garden has been transformed into a forest cinema wrapped in blankets and armed with hot water bottles guests will enjoy two cult festive classics daily home alone followed by the holiday dishes on offer throughout the screening include truffle mac and cheese spiced beef hot dogs cheese fondue and a truffle top potato rosti and there's my wine and Laurent Perrier that's more probably if you're into something tame yeah anyway then we've also got a festive feast at Wright Brothers I went there on Friday I really like Wright Brothers I really think they do it well yes they do they do one pound oysters from four till seven yeah, maybe happy hour happy yeah. hour yeah highly recommend go bowling at all star lanes in Hoban or have afternoon tea at biscuit tears these are all very different I like that Heather mm. so in your dream world dream scenario what's a great Christmas party or what are the components of a great Christmas party I think you've got to get everyone involved Georgie's never keen on a sit down dinner because I think it's very much then dependent on who you're sat around yeah. I know she's scarred by one dinner where there was like it ended up that one end of the table had a lot of fun and yeah. the other end of the table was a bit more sombre. Right, yeah. And she was quite conscious that that you just, it's luck of the draw. 
you know, what yeah. end of the table you're sat yeah. at. So I think it's important to do something where every member of the team is going to get involved. What I liked about last year's, which I hadn't had in previous office situations, is that everyone properly made the effort to get dressed up, which obviously here makes total mm. sense. But like wherever I'd been before, it'd been more of a daytime thing. So you don't want to go full on mm. like sequins and the lot when you're going out at sort of 12 p.m. on a, a Wednesday in canary wharf or you know somewhere like that whereas i liked that everyone like sort of got ready together almost like a big girls night out okay so my first christmas party oh, yes. is yes. it's very weird because you basically worked here for years so yeah i did pop it i couldn't come last year but i did do the show the next day mm. and i've been out too and i think everyone was on the same little page. Yeah. but i did pop in one year oh my god years and years ago and came for some cocktails this was when there were only about eight desks mm. on the floor I where see. there's now about 30 so <laughs> So it kind of was a bit perhaps lacking in atmosphere at that point. So it's full on. Well, it was. Full on last, as in everyone code. really made the yeah. effort. It's, it's quite fun because everybody brings their outfit in. And actually, yeah. we don't have a rail up here anymore. But over the last few years, everybody's like hung their outfit yes. on the rail and then everybody's had to guess who's Yeah, Ali's who. normally guessing yes. who's who. Which is quite fun. We should get the rail up. Yeah, there and there's that. also like, you know, I think the week probably leading up to it, I was like, oh, what are you going to wear? What are you going to mm. wear? Oh, how are you going to do your hair? Are you going to have a fake tan? Are you going to have your money done? I was going to say, we're lucky enough to have spray tanners and manicures coming into the yeah. office as well. Um, so I did, it's just a fun thing to do. One of my friends once, he was organising their Christmas party and they went away to Soho Farmhouse. Wow. They got like 20 cabins for all the team and it just sounded so much fun. So oh my God. I think in a way, next time Georgie, in a way that <laughs> would be delightful. Yeah, that sounds great. I agree with you. I think it needs to be something that is very inclusive yeah. and I think we actually do it really well here actually. Like, well, yeah. The last few years, the format has been that we've done drinks and food and you know, secret Santa, like I think, all in the office, and then we've gone on somewhere. Because also, if people don't drink or aren't, you know, if people aren't big drinkers and don't necessarily want to go out and party, then I think it's really nice if you're catering for them as well. Yeah. So those first kind of three hours or so that we always yeah. have in the office actually are my favorite. Really fun, mm-hmm. and just getting ready with your girls yeah. like it's really really fun. And I also think sometimes people feel more comfortable in their own environment. So then, if you know when you're going to go, out, you're going to go for ten minutes and then leave. You know, just to show face. But you've got that bit here before, which is really fun. Yes. Yeah exactly right uh, I believe we're going to Archer Street this time which wait. if it's anything like my Sherlock's hen oh, it's yeah. set to be a great night yeah it's so much fun any disastrous office parties in previous employments I think I've spoken about this before but yeah just inappropriate <laughs> snogging which probably won't happen uh, yeah like ours. Uh, yeah so you know people who really shouldn't have been it snogging is quite snogging in full view of everyone any romances which obviously we don't have <laughs> but in it's always office. mega unlikely pairings as well and seeing them come in the next day is always you know, probably a yearly highlight or yeah. used to be anyway yeah yeah like just people just doing things they shouldn't mm. it's just quite amusing yeah if you or, think or bringing about... up maybe slightly awkward things they can't bear to say to oh. their boss or something in <laughs> work related oh, things yeah, yeah. 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 there's so definitely that when you cross the line with how much you've drunk yeah. and saying things Talking either about bonuses or where your (laughs) desk is or just something that really, this is not the time. What about that pay I don't think you should be talking about anything work-related at a Christmas party. Yes, agreed. But then also don't get too personal either. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Oh, no. Yeah, no. 
Yeah, so, just just talk about like what a lovely time of year. Yes, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing for Christmas? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Heather, from your list mm. um, that you put together, what you sounded sounded like the most tempting. What's the wine club at Hawksmoor? Yeah, so that was the one I was just about to say. Mm. So basically, this happens every Monday, so it's not just a festive thing. But yeah, Hawksmoor do five pound corkage on any wine, which is usually twenty five quid. So it's quite a good way if you want to keep it. Obviously, Hawksmoor isn't cheap, cheap. But you know, if you wanted to go out for a team dinner, maybe if there's you know quite a small company to say 10 of you I think that's quite a good way to go and have a great meal but yeah not go absolutely wild on spending loads of money on booze and it's always a really cozy spot hawks more so well all of them are sort of quite dark so I think it suits this time of year and yeah Monday as well well I was gonna say side note we've definitely done this before but I don't think we've done recently places to go on a Monday night that do good deals like uh, that yes which is a really nice we should feature. do another yeah. one of those yeah yes. but that's one of them sure okay, noted okay well for more of Heather's I mean there are 15 is a lot these all look absolutely brilliant oh I like the idea of a game there are a few yeah immersive things you can do sort of more team building yeah related like things like escape room yeah exactly. I was just gonna say yeah. escape room and I did the crystal maze with some oh, mates yeah. so um, I really want to do which that which is really really fun and also just like if some people are kind of I don't know really good at like logic puzzles and other people are more physical mm. it actually does both whereas it escape does. rooms I do love them and we're about to do one actually for my son's birthday but they are very much it's that kind of does your brain work yes. in that way yeah. Yeah. So some true. people they just go oh, I just don't I just yeah that's yeah. me yeah. I, right. I observe yeah. <laughs> well everyone needs a cheerleader so yeah. yeah I'm very good at that yeah very vocal. another place I had a really good it was actually a 40th but was the bowling alley down in the Ham Yard Hotel oh yeah, oh, yeah. which is, is great good. if you want to do something and just do something a bit more special and glamorous yeah. than mm. your usual bowling lane a lot of the Firmdale hotels actually have some, some a cool area like that they whether do. it's a cinema room or yeah. a bowling alley or yeah. yeah so check them out as a group actually because mm. they've got some nice options okay great well if you're looking for something a little bit outside the box then have a look at Heather's piece on the site let's end with a bit of fashion we're going to talk about what to pack for a winter city break this is one of the questions I think that we get asked most frequently yeah. how to pack for a mini break I've got a little trip to come, Paris coming up so have you yeah I don't know about you guys if you've got anything on the cards in terms of winter city breaks but it's always very helpful to have a bit of guidance on what to pack I'm very methodical about this are you? yeah definitely what's your rules? my rules are don't pack in outfits don't be like right day one I'm going to wear this day two I'm going to wear this day three I'm going to wear this I think everything you pack has to match with each other Mm -hmm. so you don't need three pairs of jeans for the three days you're going three jumpers three shoes this is not going to work always travel in your thickest layers you know cosy knits are great when you think about you know going to New York or going somewhere cosy in Europe but they don't pack well so always make sure you travel in them I would probably say it's good to have two or three light layers that you can wear underneath things but that's pretty much the only thing you need multiples Mm. of so I think in our list we had one overcoat which you'll wear for the whole time Mm -hmm. some thin layers Mm -hmm. a crossbody handbag Mm -hmm. pair of jeans chunky knits a nice going out blouse, mm-hmm. going out top, pair of leather skinnies, mm-hmm. Chelsea boots, yeah. hat, scarf. Yeah, that's about right. So we put trainers on the list. I actually yeah. don't necessarily agree with that. I would just have one really comfortable pair of boots yeah. that I would fly in and then walk around in all day. And then yeah. I take like a velvet slipper for mm-hmm. the evening. That's a good shout. Um, yeah, I yeah. think it depends what sort of city you're doing. If you're doing a, like if you're going to be walking around a lot or if you're mm. sort of in and out of the city, I think, mm. you know, you can kind of tailor that whether it's a boot or a trainer. And also you, work. you know what you find more comfortable. Exactly. Well. So exactly. there's that. Do you think boots are warmer than trainers? Yes. Yeah, ankles. Not necessarily on your feet, but for that ankle. Yeah. 
coldest. And yeah. often trainers yes. have got those little holes at the front, which I feel get yeah. in your toes. Mm. And particularly important if it's raining as well. Yeah. Yes. If it looks wet, then then yeah, you definitely want to be in boots. Um, again, we put leather skinnies on the list, as you said. I try and have one pair, of, depending on how long I'm going for, obviously, yeah. I try and just have one pair of jeans. Yes. So you wear the whole thing? Yeah. I don't know. I just find in the evening when if I've got back to hotel, I had a bath, had a shower, putting on the same bottom mm. half that you've been wearing all day mm-hmm. doesn't sit that well with me. You're I right. like to just feel a little bit more ooh, like yes, what am I wearing yes. now so I think having an evening mm-hmm. bottom half works yes. for me yeah right. and do you always try and have tonal colours I know I do yeah again make sure everything matches mm-hmm. I mean it's probably no surprise that everything on my wardrobe does match already <laughs> but I think you don't want to have one of those you know when you get ready in the morning you don't want to be like ah what can I wear mm-hmm. nothing matches that time is kind of taken away from you if yes. everything already works agreed also I know that I always say that what you're wearing underneath your coat is more important than the coat itself but I think that a city break is the exception to that Completely because agree. you're hardly going to take your coat off if yeah. you're wandering around a cold city over winter yeah. so a good coat that makes you feel chic kind of is more important and then you can just wear a pony the neck and some jeans underneath and yeah exactly is. well for more advice on what to pack for a city break then have a look at the piece on the site that's it for today if you have any feedback at all please do email podcast at shillax.com we love hearing from you don't forget to rate review subscribe and tell your friends bye bye